0: because my approach to hunting wasn't um to necessarily add this new tool to my tool belt which it's great that that is what has happened but I pursued it because I wanted to have that direct relationship with my food and understand have a greater appreciation for it whether or not I chose to continue to hunt after that or not I wanted to have that experience at least once
1: Welcome to the Into the Wilderness podcast. I'm your host, Byron Pace, and this is episode 215, a Modern Huntsman production. I am speaking to the writer, filmmaker, photographer, and director, Natalie Ray, as she recounts her first foray into the world of turkey hunting in a story that was presented by Duck Camp and published in Volume 9, Modern Huntsman, earlier this year. I'm also joined by Josh Crompton, who played a part in helping Natalie navigate her journey. You heard from him just a few episodes back when we discussed, amongst many other things, his mentorship programs around hunting and fishing. You can read Natalie's story on the Modern Huntsman website, modernhuntsman.com. The link is in the description to this show. As I push this episode out, I am just back from a week in the Highlands with friend and regular podcast guest Sam Thompson, who was guiding a group of our friends uh, who had all taken a week's stag hunting and fishing and grouse shooting Uh, and it was just completely marvellous. What an an amazing getaway, and what a a cool group of people we were with. Um, That included the editor-in-chief of Modern Huntsman, Tyler Sharp, and his wonderful girlfriend, Karis, along with Natalie, who you are about to hear in the show. We will be sharing some of that experience, well, Tyler will in particular, in his story, which is going to be in Volume 10 Modern Huntsman, out towards the end of this year. But just before we get into this episode, a shout out to the top tier Patreons this week who include Richard McNeil, Ronnie Speakman of rdcontracting.co.uk, James Marchington, the guys at South Ash is Stalking, Thomas Cameron, Mark Zabrowski and Colin Knight. If you would like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash Byron Pace and you can have a look at the different support tiers and help make this show possible every two weeks. Oh, and one more thing before we get into it, if you haven't seen the trailer to the film that I'm working on right now, Paid in Blood, it is now on my Instagram at Byron J. Pace. It is also on uh, Byron Pace Film on YouTube. Head over, check it out and let me know what you think. Natalie, Josh, welcome to the Into the Wilderness podcast. Josh, this is not your first time, but Natalie, although we've known each other for quite a long time, we were discussing this today. I, how, why have you not been on yet?
0: Um, that's a very good question, Byron. I'm actually pretty offended that I haven't been invited <laughs> onto the podcast yet. <laughs>
1: so um, the, we don't. I don't normally have two guests on at the same time. So this is kind of exciting. Um, and we're specifically going to be talking today about mentorship uh, in the hunting outdoors space. Uh, space. Oh. I'm not hungover from last time. (laughs) Space. (laughs) Well, we are. (laughs) Um, And how important that is. So why don't we start, um, just give us the the kind of two-minute background so people can understand like who you are and what you do on a day-to-day basis and what your interest and avenue into hunting is.
0: Sure. Oh, gosh, what I do on a day-to-day, that's a very convoluted question because it changes every day. Um, but She just I, has fun all the time. I have it, it, Yes. Mm-hmm. Se- seemingly, lots and lots of fun. Um, I'm Natalie Ray. I'm a filmmaker, photographer, and writer in the outdoor lifestyle and Western space. And I mean, I guess the through line of how I got into this conversation of mentorship is a few years ago, I went through a really traumatic chapter of my life and I had to decide how I wanted to navigate that. And I chose to lean on nature for, um, for therapy, for mental health to get through that chapter. And as I was discovering the more time I was outside and how quickly I was healing from that, I became more fascinated and interested in the kind of the soft science behind that and what happens to our bodies, um, Mentally and physically, when we immerse ourselves in the outdoors, and through that, I started having these conversations about soil health and regen ag and um having a conversation around food sourcing and where food comes from and having a relationship with it and that led me to fly fishing and that led me to hunting <laughs> and then you know big game hunting as well, as well as some some upland hunting and now turkey hunting um that i got to add to my repertoire um but yeah that's kind of the through line and how i got here in a my little elevator pitch
1: we're in particular going to talk about a story which you've actually wr- written that was presented by duck camp in the latest volume modern huntsman which was about turkey hunting mm-hmm. why turkey hunting of all the different types of hunting that there are in the world, why was that, uh, something that you sure. were
0: pursuing? I mean, I, so I'm, I'm learning as I go and the more conversations that I'm having with other hunters in the space or other people that are mentoring me and hearing their passion and curiosity around specific hunts, the more I become interested and curious about pursuing that. And, you know. I don't know that I would have necessarily chosen to go turkey hunting last year uh, as a first-time hunter, because last year is the first time that I actually started hunting. Um, I guess it was this year. What, what month was that? When did we go hunting, Josh? It
1: was
2: fall um, last year, wasn't it? The first time? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it was turkey? within a
0: month period. What month was that?
2: Oh, I, don't, I don't remember. Was it this year? It was this year. Yeah, it was this okay, year. Okay, so I just- So it was I the just, turkey hunt?
0: Yeah, well, because I just started hunting it last Mar- year. It was March. It was in March. It was in March of this year, 2022. I just started hunting last fall. So I went on my first mentor deer hunt with stewards of the wild, uh, which is part of the uh, state park foundation in Texas. Um, And then I met Josh and started, you know, upland hunting and then duck camp and modern huntsman challenged me with figuring out how to go turkey hunting On my own without any advice and just using my resources to figure it out, which was an interesting challenge because my approach to hunting wasn't um, to necessarily add this new tool to my tool belt, which it's great that that is what has happened. But I pursued it because I wanted to have that direct relationship with my food and understand, have a greater appreciation for it, whether or not I chose to continue to hunt after that or not. I wanted to have that experience at least once.
1: Cuz then you can make a decision.
0: Sure, then I get to make that decision if I want to continue that path. And so I hadn't I hadn't really done, I mean besides dove hunting and quail hunting, which is vastly different from turkey hunting, I had no idea what to expect or anything at what I was doing, but having that admiration for nature already and kind of that built-in fear as a first-time hunter and missing a shot and injuring an animal when someone throws you into the wolves kind of um as far as oh, we want you to figure out turkey hunting but we're not going to give you any information on how to do it that's <laughs> kind of a scary position to be in
1: so you have to s- seek out people that could help you in this endeavor
0: right you know? yes yeah. or you know google is a great resource <laughs> um so yeah well, what happens I- when
1: you google how do I first time turkey hunt? There's did
0: not actually, there's not a lot of great resources online. So you're online. saying there's a lot of
1: terrible resources online? It's a lot of just not there?
0: watered down, not very helpful. And maybe it's because I'm a visual on hands learner too, but I I dove through probably 10 pages of Google trying to figure stuff out and was not getting the information that I needed. And okay. so.
2: Was this before we
1: talked?
0: This or was before we talked. And the first thing I did as soon as Tyler <laughs> Tyler called me and pitched me the idea of doing this and obviously I'm going to say yes but I immediately got in contact with um, Marshall who's a guide out at Rome Ranch in Fredericksburg I know he's a really big turkey hunter and was like I know that uh, turkey calls are really hard and convoluted and there's a lot of different options and I have no idea what I'm doing. And I text him at like 9pm at night. He's like yeah, um, my wife's gone and I'm just putting the baby down. I've got some time if you wanted, to like hop on a call right now. <laughs> okay. Um, and he, he walked me through all the turkey calls and then that's when I started reaching out to my other resources. Um, like, Tyler, do I really need to get a vest? This seems unnecessary. <laughs> um, how can I How can I scale this down? I also didn't want to commit to all this stuff that I needed to buy without knowing if I wanted to continue doing it, which I do now want to continue doing it. Um, but I don't remember what your question was. But. I don't remember <laughs> what
1: my question was either. That was great. You know. So what was the? What, so what's this connect between? Yeah, the, you two know, because I, I mean, we've and we we've got a whole podcast which I think is going to be out before this one with uh, you, Josh, uh, and you talk about a lot of the work that you do. So kind of without going into all of that yeah. background, what was the the connect between the two of you on the mentorship side?
2: So. I saw Natalie's work online, I think, first.
0: So the way that Josh and I, it, I can follow this through line back. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> okay. um, I'll ask you then. Yeah so, <laughs> yeah. so so when I, after that traumatic period of my life, I decided to move into my car for six months. And I remember sitting in my house that I was packing up and, and leaving. And another adventure photographer of mine called me, who doesn't do video, he only does stills, and said, hey, there's this regenerative farm that needs video done and I don't do it. So I mentioned your name and we started having conversations about that. And I didn't know much about region ag at the time. Um, but I met Emily out at force of nature and we started having conversations around photo and video. And then that kind of never happened. But then I reached out to her about, Hey, like I'm going on the road and girls got to eat. So, you know, if you want to send me some meat, I'll shoot it while I'm on the road. And so Emily and I started having a relationship and conversations around region ag and I became really inspired and interested in that. And because I was also kind of doing pseudo van life, I started coming up with these concepts, which I don't know if I should pitch on this or not because I haven't done it yet, but um, <laughs> kind of like a a combination of van life meets me in another host traveling to farms and ranches and distilleries and wineries that are doing sustainability really well and talking about um having a relationship with your food and so i started writing this series and i was like okay well if i'm going to pitch this i need to do you know a pilot or at least a sizzle version of that and so emily at force of nature introduced me to bobby at desert door um oh, that's right at the di- yeah right. <laughs> at, at the we, were dis- we were just last consuming that And we were just consuming it last night <laughs> right. and feeling in it this morning vast <laughs> yes um and so that's how I met Bobby at Desert Door and I went out to interview her and she told me, you really need to meet Josh at Spokalo. He's, you know, a great oh. um, resource for you and what you're trying to do. And People I, the,
1: connections are
0: awesome. I, it yeah. Led, yeah. yeah. And the fact that I can trace this back to, I remember exactly where I was when all this started and I called Josh and I was living in Wimberley at the time and I was about to move out and I had been living there for six months already and that's where the ranch is. And he was like, why don't you just come out to the ranch? I was like, oh, can I do it before I move? Because I really don't want to come back down to Wembley <laughs> one more time. And so I went out to the ranch, and what I thought was going to be two hours turned into 10 hours of- ex- <laughs> This is a very
1: common theme with Josh. I know. What happens. As He's <laughs> been described to me once as the destroyer of schedules. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know,
2: what was interesting is while this is going on, Bobby had told me that I needed to meet Natalie. And so I had kind of gotten a window, you know, kind of- Cyber like peered into her world of of travel and van life and sort of um, was highly intrigued by the things that she was doing. I was like, "This is an interesting person. She's just out there doing the the van life travel thing, living that free spirited world that I very much connected with." And what Natalie was saying earlier that that I I know she has said, but we've had so many conversations. This is the first time I've honed in on the idea. That she started with mental health and nature connection and then went to this regenerative ag world where I came from the food world and went from regenerative ag to skills to mental health. (laughs) And it's, but it's the same building
0: blocks. Sure. You know, it's all synergetically connected no matter what the starting point is. Our nature. Yeah. Nature. Our
2: 10 hours were really great and they ended. In discovering that someone she knew was living at the ranch at the same time.
0: <laughs> and we immediately hop in. We're fueled by Desert Door, obviously. Uh, hop into the ranger and go, like, you know, I don't know, this is 10 p.m., 11 p.m. at night, and banging on the door. Emily! Natalie's here!
2: It's great. This is a different Emily from Force okay, of Nature. Okay. Another Emily.
0: Yeah. She
2: answered it was like, You guys are operating on another wavelength right now. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, Yeah, fair enough, but we're still gonna say hi for a little bit.
0: And her boyfriend was my primary guide for my turkey hunting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. And this is like a year later.
0: What's funny is I had met Emily And Alex at the same time when I was doing van life within the first month in 2020. And when I came to the ranch that day for the very first time, I met Alex again. And neither of us remember meeting each other before. Isn't
2: that wild? It
0: was very uh, amusing.
2: Here it is all like, it's all just like folding back in. Right. just find this happening so many times. It just all folds back in.
1: It it does happen with like-minded people. Yeah. For sure.
2: And I think our next adventure was, I was like, hey, do you want to go to the Bighorn and go fly fishing?
0: Was yeah, that our next
2: adventure? That was, was, yeah, and
0: I couldn't I couldn't commit until literally the night before yeah. and booked a flight at eleven PM for seven a.m. the next day to go.
2: I go know this life. Fishing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was like weeks later too. Like
0: it, Yeah, it was a few weeks later. But I had yeah. so much going on I didn't didn't know. And I was like
2: Yeah. F it. <laughs> and that was cool because that was that was probably a, a little more than a year ago. Like that was a year, we're talking about a year and two months ago. I think it was like May of 2021. That sounds right. And we visited and talked a whole bunch and recorded a podcast that's never even aired where your focus... Well, was, you guys did. Yeah.
0: Which I have told him recently, we should go back and re-record <laughs> oh. it because I, I, I know that I don't remember what I said and I also was in a different mental space mm. and have grown since then and can better convey what I was trying to say now and yeah. don't trust what I said then. <laughs> you
2: said great stuff. We recorded it in a car driving to the airport, and like, it, what's going to be cool when we go back and revisit that because we're going to be in the Bighorn like a couple weeks from now, um, again, uh, a little over a year later. And what I think is fascinating to to echo some of the things that you were talking about your journey is at that time your journey was still a lot of the conversation was around the the healing and the trauma and the stuff that you had gone through. Now that's so far away from your map. Sure, you're, you're you're deeply immersed in the outdoors through hunting and fishing and so many different modalities that I think when we go back to the Bighorn, we're going to listen to that again. Oh, <laughs> while well,
1: while you're in the car, okay, yeah. I want, at I some w- point, I want time, feedback from at that. At some
2: point in time, we listen to it again. It, it it'll be a private private listening. <laughs> yeah,
1: <great. laughs> so great. where, um, so then, when did the the turkey hunting aspect of it? kickoff because i'm i'm actually fascinated by turkey hunting mm. i
0: am too have you done it because yet?
1: i have not done it oh but you're going all to. the people that i know who have done it say it will blow your mind how exciting this is and i've done um types of hunting that involve calling so that is an aspect of the that connect with nature that is fascinating to me is the use of calls and i'm terrible at it um but yeah, turkeys is right up there. The
0: call and cool. response is by far the most. And you it most it is and you, you have
1: the the most intriguing and amusing <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> viewpoint on this, which is actually conveyed in in the story. Oh, yeah. explain. There's these, these these human and nature parallels so, that became apparent we,
0: we, when i when i was this on, is a
1: common theme in that don't,
2: way, don't
0: give away the gold theme. though because there's some go- in that in there that story gold. you got
2: they got to pick up the baggage <laughs> to to really they need to pick up the publication do, to yeah. to yeah. get yeah. the gold cuz it's good
0: um when i so back to when i was living on the road i was unwiring all this shit where um I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this or not. You can curse as much as you um,
1: like. I only there's only one word that I beep. <laughs> don't say it.
0: <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, it's not that one. Not <laughs> no. that one. Uh, I was unwiring my my brain to be reactionary, mm-hmm. and uh, when you're by yourself, like weird shit happens <laughs> and
1: you can be your best and worst company. you can be
0: your best and worst company yeah. and getting comfortable with loneliness and being alone i think is a skill that everyone should try to harness but being alone in the wilderness and weird shit happening me the only one being able to see it when i'm in wilderness areas watching nature or when shit went wrong i would just immediately my knee-jerk reaction instead of being angry anymore because i've done so much healing and work outside that i would just start laughing at the absurdity of something And I think that's, I mean, my connection and amusement in the way I interact with nature and observing it started before that. But that's when I really became in tune with weird stuff that happens outside, especially like the way the animals interact with each other. I just find utterly fascinating. Um, You know, even like the BBC shows where they overdub voices onto animals. Because that's true. Like, that's what we're doing in our heads if we're admitting it out loud.
1: mm -hmm. Ellen. Yeah. (laughs) Ellen. (laughs) Ellen.
0: Nighttime. Daytime. Uh, I think somebody
1: has a video of us doing that last night <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You Joshua, you it's filming It's
2: not that? me I wish. I, oh yes I do. <laughs> you did. No 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 I no. have I have the video of the hermit crab. The hermit crab dance. Yes yeah. Yeah. the shell okay. yeah. sharing dance. And that's it's a brilliant. A too. great I'm example
0: gonna... like I'll watch these nature videos and I will start crying to myself out of just sheer admiration for the weird shit nature does. <laughs> huh. And that I think I drew from that perspective f- from one angle for my approach to this story. But also, you know, I'm very aware that not everyone is connected to the outdoors like we are. And I try to find more approachable ways to do that. And as a filmmaker, you know, you watch all these documentaries in the outdoors, and a lot of it feels very fear based and fear mongering on the world's ending, climate change, all the things. And I try to approach with my storytelling, what I'm doing, inviting people to be curious. And if that's me sharing all the weird things that I'm doing and like my perspective of things, and that makes someone else think about something differently because they can empathize with this creature or this element outside because I made them think about it and have an emotional reaction to it instead of throwing statistics at them. Um, You know, that's ultimately my goal, at least right now with a lot of the work that I'm doing. And so I approached Not intentionally. I just approached the turkey hunt story as I was learning about it. It was like, this seems a lot like real life dating. And so (laughs) I was drawing the parallels between what I was noticing in uh, my pursuit and what I notice in real life dating.
2: We had some hilarious conversations. (laughs) Like, well, and you know, it's with Natalie, I often call. Just to get like, she is wickedly humorous, just like so (laughs) funny. like And so since day one, I've always called to just like laugh because I always laugh when I'm on the phone with you. Um, I want to provide sort of some reflection on how compressed your timeline for doing these things is because I think it's important for for perspective um, on how much you've jumped in with both feet and how much you have drank from the fire hose like all the way. from your fly fishing which started sort of in the creed area then to to our journey together um, on the bighorn with us fly fishing that was may september your first dove hunt um it mm-hmm. was great we didn't go together but i was there and then we reconnected again and had a brief moment of like oh how was it and and then um and then your your large game hunt um, which was with Matt Hughes and was a program that we put on with Stewards of the Wild. Um, so that was another touch base. I wasn't there for that one, but I definitely was hearing a lot about it and sort of on the sidelines rooting and cheering for you. And, you know, that was at the King Ranch. And that's more of kind of a guaranteed thing, right? We did some upland hunting for wild birds, sure. more complicated. But now turkey hunting, from my perspective, watching you develop, That was the first time in my mind you really went hunting, like really hunting, like in an, in a, in a scenario where success was up to you, you know what I mean, and truly stalking and truly like talking. So I'd love to hear a little bit about you reflecting on that progression to this moment and in comparison, in contrast, like turkey hunting to your previous hunting experiences.
0: It was definitely the most uncontrolled environment as far as the other all the other hunts had been set up, right? Like you have people handing you a gun and ammo, you have um the setting already set for you, you have the guides guiding you. Um you are mostly guaranteed success in all of those other scenarios. And so coming to this one, especially as someone as competitive as myself, going into something like this not knowing how to do a skill was incredibly frustrating, (laughs) which is why I was trying to absorb as much knowledge as possible. But I think... From the perspective that I was taking comparing on – like not, not online dating. I don't want to do that. <laughs> 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 comparing dating to turkey behavior, I think that was a really unique perspective in me actually legitimately trying to understand their behavior. So I remember we were walking and looking for tracks, and I was asking you like, oh, if we're not seeing them, does that mean, you know, they've already moved on to the next ranch? And you were like I, – I was asking – why they weren't responding? I think, and you were like, "Well, if they're getting laid right now, like obviously they can't re- <laughs> they can't respond because the, yeah, like, I mean, the girl that they're with is gonna be really upset about it." <laughs> and just that that made it make sense to me, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, like of course, of
1: course." That's why he's not texting me back, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, because he's getting laid right now.
0: Uh, but that. That was a different, I don't, I don't know if other people think like me in that way, but that made it.
1: You have a fairly unique mind. (laughs) That that (laughs) made it so
0: much easier to understand the process and want to be there in a way that I did not get from any of my other hunting endeavors. Um, it wasn't also, it wasn't really a, it didn't feel like a pursuit in those other endeavors because the dove come to you, maybe you're stalking a little bit for a quail, um. But this felt like a really intentional thing that I had to do in addition to it being specifically Rio Grande, Turkey, which what I learned um, don't. So what, what I learned when I was calling all my mentors beforehand is, oh, go out the night before, see where they roost. Then the next morning you're going to wake up early and you're going to go near there. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna, you're gonna get yeah, them. because coming, they're gonna come off. You're gonna get them coming and- off the roost. But Rio Grande don't necessarily roost in the same spot. And in the morning, they just fucking haul ass <laughs> for miles, mm-hmm. and you can hear one right here, and it'll be the same one way down there in ten minutes. And that was an added, very interesting challenge because I, I think if I was catching one off the roost too, um, I don't think I would have had the same revelations or perspective on it. I think that I actually had to have the added challenge of pursuing it and stalking mm-hmm. it was um, beneficial in me actually learning turkey hunting. Well, and just
2: learning to walk through the woods. I mean, there's so right. much, you know, with, like you said, with the, you know, deer hunting at King Ranch is kind of a guaranteed thing. It's set up. It's going to happen. Um, upland hunting, the dogs are doing a lot of the heavy lifting. And you don't necessarily have to be quiet because you're going to, the birds don't really respond to noise. Entering the world of turkey hunting, which is I I think by far much more challenging than elk or deer or any of those things. Turkey hunting is like this game of chess with these birds. And people who get good at it, which I'm not one of them. I'm a poor turkey hunter, um, but I observe turkeys all the time at the ranch. Um and I get the opportunity to go and turkey hunt. But it's a fascinating Dynamic between you and the birds. You're talking to them, but you're also having to sneak up on them. You're trying to get them to come to you, but at times, if they're not coming to you, you got to move and go to them. <laughs> you know the chase. Yeah, the chase. <laughs> much like life. much like
0: the chase in the, real life. <laughs> the
2: chase. Much like the
1: chase.
0: The chase. Um, yes, yes, very much so.
1: So, talk me through for people who haven't done it before. Like, talk me through getting up in the morning and heading out. Like, what, what What have you got in your hands? A shotgun rifle? What What are you wearing? Explain the calls to me. For, uh, for people who have no idea, because in Europe it's not a thing. Oh, really? Well, we don't have turkeys. Yeah,
2: they I don't have, don't they don't have turkeys. I think I knew that. No. No, there's no turkeys.
0: Well, we got to get you turkey hunting. Damn right, we tur- yeah. said we're going to do it. Wait, this isn't, is there, isn't there – we have a fall season, don't we?
2: No, but you don't want to do that. I mean, it's not fun. If you're going to go turkey I want to go during
1: the rut. Or What yeah, do you call it? What do you call
2: during, it? During uh, – the what got, is the it's rut? not a rut. It's a uh, it's mating season. Yeah, So oh, it's the equivalent of the rut. Which yeah, it's mating turkey mating. You,
1: you just call it <laughs> turkey gobble season? No, it's a
2: mating it, season. It's mating season, mating season. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's mating which season. Which is when? Um, so in Texas, that's going to be, it's around when the spring season is. So okay. kind of like in the March-ish year. time. Oh, yeah, the same uh, hemisphere as the course of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like March through say like April, I can't remember got when the, the season ends. I try to get it done really early. Because if you wait, it just gets more difficult as Natalie. Mm -hmm. She had to dig deep to to get through this one.
0: Well, let me preface with I scoured the internet trying to learn what I needed to bring with me. And what I thought felt unnecessary, wait, Mm -hmm. or didn't care to purchase.
1: She called me with a list of some things.
0: Yeah, I was I was asking a bunch of people. Is but you yeah. must
1: have, you must have got a bunch of clothes nicely from that I got assuming. some amazing. <laughs> 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 given that it was a story with them,
0: mm-hmm. I was telling my girlfriend I'm running out of hangers for all this stuff, and she was like, "That must be a nice problem to have." And I sent her a, a photo <laughs> of the gilly, and she was like, "Yeah, never mind. No, never no one's going to understand that I think
2: that that's an amazing suit. That it is, well, suit is so I do, it will
0: be amazing when the, the, they make female fits. I just looked like a tree walking around. <laughs> That's um, kind of the point though. But I also, but, but it, it, well, it is the point, but it was like over my eyes and I couldn't see where I was going. Like I was a proper bush. I like, you couldn't, my, you couldn't see my hands. You couldn't see my face. Cause I was, it was a little big on me, but. Um, but I am very much appreciate for them for giving me the the gear that I needed for this pursuit. So I had the Duck Camp gear. The night before the first time that I went out, I was talking with um Edgar at Sightline Provisions and that was the first time that we had met and he was so sweet. He gave me a little bracelet to wish me luck for that uh, hunt. Was yeah. that at the
1: at the good gathering?
0: That was at the Duck Camp good gathering the mm. night before um my first turkey hunt at, at Spokalo. Hollow. was a good gathering? We I m- clearly
1: missed out on the good gathering.
0: Um, it good was gathering of good people. Good gathering, good people. Yeah, yeah. Duck uh, D- Camp hosted a community event with like-minded individuals, similar to what we're doing this weekend with Swarovski. and we it was hosted at Spokalo, and uh, so I was there with the guys that were challenging me to do this and. Oh, cool! Getting all the um, not much insider knowledge, mm-hmm. but at least some um, fist bumps and encouragement <laughs> for the next yeah. day.
2: Now, and I, I was supposed to. To go. Yeah, but is this in is He any had of this too much article? desert
0: door that night as well. It did not make it out the
2: next morning. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I didn't have too much last night, but I did have too much. Is this is any of that it, it's not that this none is of the that, stuff none of this Oh this is, in is in the here. behind the scenes and this, this is, is behind pretty the good. Scenes
0: stuff. Yeah. Um <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Uh oh gosh, okay. So so I met I met him and uh Edgar and i was like hey like i heard you just went on your first turkey out too and he was and he was walking me through it and i was saying yeah i've done so much research on butt pads and i like haven't found one i mean <laughs> girl go- a butt pad's yeah. key
1: no i know i know Crucial. Yeah. but i'm just thinking like and some people who maybe the hunting world even is like on the very much the periphery for them. They'll be thinking, "What the fuck are you talking about right now?" Right. Well, and I, I, I yeah. saw a
0: lot of the vests that had them attached, but I didn't commit to the vest because I thought it was unnecessary. And at that point, I I just lost time and didn't get one. I was like, I'll probably just find something in you know the ranger. I don't know, like a rock. Yeah, like rock. <laughs> but I met Edgar and he was like, "No, I I stuffed a a blanket in a pair of pants and that was my butt pad." I was, "That's the most genius thing that I've ever heard in my life." So, not tied around your waist? No, well, no. So I I didn't have an extra pair of pants with me, but I took my Kemac camp blanket which is like down filled and I you know, I have a full setup in my car. I can go camping at any point. So I have all that stuff already ready to go. And I took my duck camp jacket because it was too warm. I didn't need it. And I just stuffed it in there and I like rolled the hood into itself and I tied the arms to make it like into a pillow almost. And it was the most comfortable thing that I've sat on in a very long time. Um, so stoked that, that I got that advice from Edgar because that was like insider, like mm-hmm. That's secret, secret menu knowledge. Critical advice. You're saying
1: still. Yeah, you're yeah. sitting. You know, like tree. I know it from wildfowling. Yeah, where you're sitting like on the foreshore, and it's all, everything's damp all of the time, and yeah. nothing's comfortable. Yeah, and so and a little blow, a little blow up. I have this little blow up seat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so there's
1: like the that one rock. That's that's, rock that's like, if, you if you don't yeah.
2: have one, there's like a one rock that's just pushing into your. Yeah. And then it, you got to shuffle.
0: Which it. did happen later when I didn't bring that back out. Oh. Okay.
1: So that, is no. that your number one tip? Bring a butt pad.
0: Bring a butt pad, but make potentially make your own okay. I mean the what I ended up buying one that I took on because I went out several times that I took later and re- it was easily like, my invention was way better than that I mean it was it was then supposed to be like a, it was supposed to be like a two inch thick thermarest, and it was so uncomfortable
2: I like the Alps backpack. it is awesome, little flip out thing if you can like it's got a cushion, it's a backpack, and then it has like a little kickstand that kicks out the back. Oh, so you can lean. So it turns it. into like a seat, so you don't need a tree. You can just sit. Huh. I think that that's a clutch.
0: That's your next knowledge. year.
2: Next year, we're gonna you're having. You're gonna get one of those.
1: We're gonna set you up with one of those. Okay. You can just take mine.
0: Well, okay. so, so from
1: butt pads to colon turkeys. So
0: yes. <laughs> so we went out that night with with the with the duck camp community gathering, um and. I left the party early cuz I knew I how to wake up to go home. Wait hunt. a minute.
1: So you wait were being a, m- a, Wait a minute. You were being Did a you leave early? Hunter? Wait, what? You you were being like re- responsible. I was being
0: um, responsible cuz girl likes her sleep.
2: I feel like you were in the ranger with us.
0: I mm, driving
2: no. through the water.
0: No, see this is what happened. So there was a big party <laughs> going on, there were conversations happening and I was like shit's getting out of control. I need sleep because if I continue this path, I will not be hunting in the morning and mm. modern huntsmen will be very disappointed in me. So oh. I was responsible and went to the caboose to go to sleep. And I.
1: The caboose is very comfortable. So I have also The water
2: there. was the wild dinner. We were outranging. Right. That was that, a, that a, different, a different Spokalo different, event. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, it, I think, thankfully, Josh had the foresight. Well, I thought to know everyone else that was crashing at Spokalo that night. That couldn't drive home, he probably said, don't go in the caboose. Natalie's staying there and she will kill oh. you if you go inside because she needs I to did. sleep.
2: I did say that. But <laughs> I
0: it was asleep for an hour and immediately when I'm going into Rim, all of a sudden I hear people howling at the moon. And and
1: I think one of these people is somebody I know, right? Him? Oh, me. and Ben O'Brien. And ben, and the, ben, O'Bri- ben O'Brien. We're ben O'Brien calling you there. out. We're no, calling no. you out, Ben. <laughs> no, no.
2: Ben had left. Had he left? Yeah, he'd left. No,
0: I think he was part of this and then He left
2: maybe.
1: Well, let's blame him. Let's, blame, let's blame him. Blame him anyway. Anyway. We can blame yeah, him. Anyways. Can blame.
2: The way
0: that it escalated, and we can blame on him. One hundred percent. We
2: were not howling at the moon. We were singing Jerry Jeff songs. I just want to be clear. <laughs> there
0: were, but there is also some howls in there. Cause I heard it echoing in the Canyon.
2: I want to go home with the Aradillas. <laughs> something probably. I do remember that as well. Mm-hmm. So
0: I was like, I'll just meditate through this and f- fall asleep eventually, which I did. And was, I
2: Did you realize that I was not taking you turkey hunting that somebody else was at that point? That time?
0: became very clear, very okay. fast. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was going out at all the next day because I didn't know who was no, I, available. I
2: took care of all of that. I was like, I saw with the good gathering that this was, that I was going to be Yeah. otherwise disposed.
0: Yeah. Yes. And when I woke up the next morning, I'm running on little sleep thanks to some other people and <laughs> uh, try to make coffee and his coffee maker didn't work. <laughs> And I That's was like, like
1: a tra- that's a complete tragedy. <laughs> it was like a double whammy,
0: um, punch to the gut. But I, um, I got dressed and went out turkey hunting without my coffee, and still managed to learn some things with Alex. With Alex, and the next time I went out, I brought them a new coffee maker.
1: Mm. So the coffee maker that I used when I was in there is the one that you brought.
0: Yes, yes, yes. thank yeah. you, Natalie. Yeah, yeah the Ninja,
1: <laughs> yeah. the yes. Ninja coffee maker.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And then, um yeah, we went and out, we a few went more out that, times after that.
2: we went out the second time. I, I think, think so. yeah, yeah we tried then, from a
0: blind at that, that time.
1: and then Alex was the third. yeah. and, and how adept did you become a calling? because there's a lot of different calls isn't there?
0: <gasps> so <laughs> simultaneously, <laughs> while I am learning how to turkey hunt, I was also entered into a uh, saltwater fly fishing competition up on in in cape cod with josh your
1: life sounds terrible i know yeah. it's awful oh, i gotta go turkey hunting again but like... go fly fishing.
2: <laughs> did we go to cape cod during turkey season
0: um oh, no, well, no, no, it, no! it was turkey yeah. season in Mass. no but yeah. i bring this up because um i had i had bought a mouth call i tried the trick where you cut it and i just wasn't i wasn't getting it um and so then the next things that I had picked up from Marshall was to try, and, and he was relaying to me like, oh, you do, you know, the mouth call to draw them in, then maybe you do the slate call at the end or vice versa. Um, slate calls,
1: that's their wings? That's what, no, no,
2: slate is like, a, it's like a circle that you run. Uh, what does it replicate? Uh, well, you can rep- re- replicate like cuts, purrs, you can do several different things. Right.
0: I think it's just the distance in which they can but, hear something as part of it.
2: Yeah, I mean they're all different devices that are good and when Natalie was like, "Do I need to get these these diaphragm calls, these mouth calls, which are nice because you can shoot the gun
1: and have it in your mouth and
2: have it in your mouth." But my thought process and advice is always like, "No, box call. Get a box call." So, None I of those other things.
0: I I had done a lot of research on all of this while I'm I'm gone 90% of this time while I'm trying to figure out how to turkey hunt what I need to buy, how I can learn to do the calls while I'm also learning saltwater fly fishing for the first time. Cause this is all happening within like days of each other. And so we had gone down, Josh and I had gone down to the coast to go for me to learn how to, I just went on to one of his trips that he had <laughs> bought, um, for me to learn how to saltwater cast for this competition that was coming up in like three weeks after that. And we get off the water and we're driving back to the guides place and on our left he's like oh yeah that guy like r- makes really great turkey calls and i was like stop the car right now <laughs> and we rolled do- down the window he's like you got any turkey calls and we went to this guy's house in port o'connor yeah port um, o'connor texas port o'connor texas so random because i was literally going turkey hunting that week and still didn't have my calls yet mm. and he made the most gorgeous box is a box call box calls, box box calls beautiful, box, beautiful calls. box calls with like hand painted feathers and went on them with his and and if if he doesn't like it or he doesn't hear that it's right because he's so in tune with it, then he just throws it in the fire pit.
2: Yeah, this fire pit full of these beautiful box that's calls. So, so, so I <laughs> I took a couple
0: of them and turned them into little incense holders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I he he taught me um, that was my first you know hands on interaction with a box call, and so he was showing me how to how to do it, and so that's when I got my box call. Was like the same week. <sighs>
1: Yeah, and is that she, turkeys coming
2: in? Yeah, <laughs> she, no, there was a turkey that rolled past the window earlier though. <laughs> I think it was a Tyler turkey. Yeah, <laughs> um, she did so well with the box call, and it was so great because, like, literally, we had talked like four or five days earlier, and I was like, "No, no, d- just forget all the other calls that can't fit your mouth." <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like you just need a box call.
0: And meanwhile, I'm I'm being told by literally everyone. Any type of call that I was going to try was going to be a challenge to figure out. It wasn't like any of this would come naturally. And I'm trying to figure out while I'm also doing it in real time. So I didn't have time to learn and spend time with it doing it in my spare time because I had no spare time at that time.
2: So would you say that somebody should start using their call in the fall learning
0: yes. to use it? Yes. Mm. Or even right now in the summertime.
2: I think it's never too early to...
0: I mean, you won't get a call in response if you did it right now, but
1: you can
2: no but you can get you can get like good at it you Mm. know
0: yeah
1: so we we don't want to give away whether you actually got a turkey or not because for that you're going to have to read the story Mm. which is in volume nine Mm. um but a positive experience for you and and what you gained from other people and were people very willing to share what like when you went through this process of trying to glean bits of knowledge from from different people and different avenues Clearly not Google because there wasn't very much on there. Um, were people like willing to impart that knowledge on you?
0: Yeah, I, I found that in the outdoor community, people are very willing to impart their knowledge. And they're so stoked that you're even keen to do that yeah. pursuit to begin with.
1: That like, they just you wanna, want to turkey hunt too? I yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> they just want
0: to overwhelm you with everything, and not not just the basic knowledge, but these quirky things that they've personally learned them learned themselves. I've spoke with people that have only been turkey hunting a decade, and people that have been doing it for five decades, and learning their little nuances. Like the guy that I bought the box call from was, ex- which goes into my you know dating theme <laughs> is he was. What I had heard was, oh, yeah, you do the call and response a couple times, and then you go silent, and they're going to wonder where you're at, and then then you start talking again. And then (laughs) the added value that he gave me was, okay, after you've done that call and response, and you go quiet, and then you let them know you're still there, then they're going to gobble back, and then you interrupt them, and they're going to (laughs) get real upset about that. And then they're going to go into this big frenzy and like gall themselves up. And they're like going to be like, and then like pursue you. Mm. And so that's it. I did that after I learned that because I'd already gone on one or two hunts. Yeah. Then I was going on my last one, I think. Um, and having these weird n- nuances yeah. of knowledge that you would gain from other people was, was a really cool um, aspect of it that I wasn't anticipating. But I'm really grateful for for that.
2: I will say duck camp wherever you are, you sent her out on the most difficult hunt to do (laughs) on your own with no knowledge (laughs) whatsoever. And
1: you kicked butt.
0: Thanks. I don't think that they were anticipating my uh, direction with this story. I think
1: maybe not, but in the end (laughs) it was awesome.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, And hopefully other people come away with some um, interesting knowledge.
1: Well, I can smell lunch cooking. I'm Mm. pretty sure that's what I can smell. Or well, someone's cooking something somewhere. And oh, I we can smell to,
2: yeah. it. Yeah. You can smell it. Yeah. Mm.
1: So uh, we're going to go lunch and then you're going. Well, I don't know where I'm you're going, going, Josh. You're going somewhere. I don't go home until the end of August. Uh, and then we're going hiking. Yes. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. And yeah. thank you so much for sharing that experience with everyone, both of you. And uh,
0: we can go. Let's, go, can turkey let's, yeah, let's, let's go, go, go turkey together hunting. Let's go turkey hunting.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. Done.
2: Awesome. All right.